welcome to Duality. I'm your host, Akasha, and I'm here with Carmen, also known as Obaina. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. To, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. You're welcome here. It's, uh, it's an honor to have you here. Thank you. And grace us with your presence and your knowledge. <laughs> thank you so much for, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm happy it aligned when it did. And I truly believe that everything that we're about to get into is just uh, the perfect timing for us to do so. Mm-hmm. And especially with, uh, you know, we just came out the Aquarius full moon. You're a whole Aquarius. Aquarius. <laughs> like, just keeping, keeping that energy going, you know. So. One of the best full moons. Mm-hmm. Right? It was a really empowering one. Yeah. I felt really, I have to say, I felt closure that I didn't know I needed in certain areas. Even like, yes, externally, but mm-hmm. also internally with myself. Mm-hmm. Like different areas that I really needed to like make amends with myself for Mm -hmm. and it was really really beautiful seeing that happen um and feeling that feeling into that like i I felt like i I let a weight off my shoulder right yeah but um i i was uh i was thinking to kind of get into before we get into like the topics um i sometimes i explain people and i give an intro i just feel like as far as like homage and just you being one of my elders and like a person in the community that's been so influential and uh, helping so many people and have helped me for years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, introducing that way that I've been going to you as a spiritual counselor or, or mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you would An advise Yeah, whichever. Someone that guides young women. Everyone that comes to see me, I try to help them spiritually, but almost like a, like a mentor. Mm-hmm. Right, like a mentor, but especially for women. Yeah. Um, as a woman, you know, who's in her 60s, uh, I wish I had someone in my life when I was your age. Mm-hmm. When I first met you, you were 17, right? Yeah. yeah you were 17. Mm-hmm. So who kind of like uh, gave me some advice uh, to prepare me for what was coming, right? Because shit comes to you. Um, so at 17, 19, whatever, we're not really prepared what's coming but if you have a mentor in your life that kind of guides you in the right direction and tells you it's going to be okay but you know you have to be spiritual right because we are spirit that's what we are this is just a body and when i cease to exist my body will turn to dust but my spirit will continue forever with the rest of my egglings the egglings means you know ancestors my ancestors there's a veil that separates me from them and they're there Right, and I will join them one day. And so, you know, life is about, it's not about suffering, it's about enjoying your life when you're here, because we're only here temporarily in this form, right, in this human form. And so, what we really should do is enjoy our lives. But we, we spend so much time like combating our feelings, combating that part of us that's, you know, stuck. Stuck on what? Well, stuck on like trying to change others to conform to what we want them to do. But in reality, we have to change ourselves, right? Change that person that wants to control others or wants to control situations when we have to control ourselves and love ourselves because love starts here mm-hmm. within ourselves so that we can love others, right? Um, on the spiritual journey, you know, you know, I come from a family of spiritualists. You know, my grandfather, his mother, and his sisters were all spiritualists that were people that loved Alan Kardec. You know, they started out that in that on that path. My great-grandmother was a card reader like myself. Um, my grandfather was a spiritualist and his sister also, but they based their, their spirituality on Alan Kardec because that they read that book. And so that book was essential in Puerto Rico and in many places in the Caribbean um, because that taught them how to do the Mesa Blanca. Like the Mesa Blanca is for what? It's to bring down the egos, to bring down the spirits so that the spirits can talk and tell you things. You know, that's the benefit of being in like a, a spiritualist. It's to help others with, you know, the assistance of those spirits. And some people may, you know, like especially, you know, other people of other faiths may look at it as, you know, being demonic and because they, they judge, you know. It's not about judging. It's about something that's real. Because we live on a planet that's energy. We are energy. These spirits are energy. 
And we must remember that everyone comes from Africa. That is something that no one wants to even think about because if you're a little white, you might think that that's ridiculous and preposterous, but it's not. This world was one continent at one point. It turned into seven. First fossil bone, whatever, was discovered in Africa. Those seven continents that were broken up, people migrated to different places. They started to look like the place that they migrated to. But if you look at your DNA, you will see. And so it's very important that we remember, like, this whole evolution of this beautiful planet that we come from and how terrible we treat it and how it's being destroyed right in front of us. Mm. Right? And so all of this, you know, to me, like, the, the thing that we have to remember is that we have to be kind, we have to be humble, and we have to help others. You know, it's almost like, like people in recovery, right? They have to learn how to love themselves, right? They have to learn how to help others. They have to believe in higher power. You have to believe in something you can't see. And that's incredibly hard for human beings to do. Why? Because they're self-centered and they're, you know, they, they don't trust. I want to be able to touch it, to feel it, to <laughs> see it. I want to see it yesterday. I want to see it yesterday. I don't care, you know? And mm-hmm. so, and so, and there's a lot of angry people mm-hmm. in this world. A lot of angry people... They hurt people. They're violent, and it it becomes and it's becoming more evident as day goes. You know, as times go by, we see all this stuff. The media, everything we look at, has like you know, it's all about what you're wearing, what you're doing. It's a trending like that trending thing that they talk about, and so nobody is like teaching you kindness. Nobody is teaching you humility. No one is teaching you love. What they're teaching you is the complete opposite, right? And that's why there's so much destruction. That's why there's so much hatred. That's so why how, do you f- how do you feel that there's a, um, what do you think is a good way to find balance in that, you know, um, different practices or anything, whether spiritual or mental or just in general, like what do you think is uh, beneficial for anyone who's feeling that imbalance Well, first of all, you, ne- you need to understand that everything begins and ends with you, with the person. Mm-hmm. And so if everything begins and ends with me, then I have to be a little selfish and I have to start looking for some type of higher power, some type of spirituality, whatever you believe in. doesn't have to be what I believe in, right? Because I'm a high priestess and you were religion doesn't mean that you have to believe what I believe in. Mm-hmm. But you must believe in something that carries you, that you know moves you forward and not backwards. You must have balance in life. And you cannot be excessive with anything. Mm-hmm. Once you're excessive then, you know, then you're going to have a hard life. You're going to have a hard life because everything has to have a balance. I can't to, do too much of something and not enough of something else. I have to have a balance. I have to have my head on my shoulders and my feet on the ground. I have to be grounded. Mm-hmm. I got, if I start something, I must finish it. Mm-hmm. And essential in life, I must have good behavior. I must treat others the way I want to be treated, Right? And that's very hard for a person like me because I'm a person that I have a very, like, very forceful personality, right? And so I had to learn all of those things. I had to learn how to be kind, gentle, good to myself first and to others. Yeah, because if we're not doing it to ourselves, how can how we have can the I capacity for anybody else? <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's like true because, you know, I'm a person that, like, on a time, I'll be like, ah, <laughs> you know? So it takes, a, it takes practice. It takes work. You can't just, you know, think that you're going to achieve anything unless you really work hard for it. Mm-hmm. And anything that you do, you know, nothing comes easy. You have to work for it. And you have to persevere. And your perception has to be good. If your perception is off, sweetheart, then everything is off. So what is a good tool, ritual, or um, well, One of the things I do, do one of the things I clarity. do is, like, I, I honor my ancestors. That's one of the things that I do. Once a week, I have a little altar where I have my boveda. It's called boveda in Spanish, where I have like seven glasses of water. I put my candle and my flowers to honor my egoons. Once a week, I open the the book of Allan Kardec. I do the prayer and I close it, and that's my connection with them. And once in a while, I do a spiritual mass, a, a misa. It's called a misa with my godchildren, and you know that's one way. 
The other way is that I pray. Prayer is essential to whomever you want to pray to because prayer does work. It does absolutely work. And so that to me is essential. I must pray because if I don't pray, then I'm lost. I'm lost. I don't have like you know my equilibrium that I need. Mm-hmm. And it gives you clarity. Right, it gives me clarity. Mm-hmm. Gives me hope. It gives me faith. Mm-hmm. Right. And so those are the things you have to do to to believe in something that keeps you going, that gives you that energy that you need, that mm-hmm. push. Finding that like um, that pathway. And in gratitude is is a must. You mm-hmm. must be grateful for everything that happens to you, good and bad, because mm-hmm. there's always going to be good things that happen to you and bad things. But what are you going to do when the bad things happen? Are you going to, like, be upset? Are you going to be, like, ungrateful? Are you going to say, well... Are you going to do on to others what they've done to you? Or are you going to actually transmute it and, like, bring better, like, bring a better energy to not only yourself, but, like, how are you going to treat... There's something Because resentments, resentments is, like, the worst feature, Mm -hmm. the worst thing that you can have, because that's, like, living the same sentiment over and over. Well, it's like it's like drinking poison and expecting it to kill the other person. Exactly, you're, you're killing literally yourself. yeah, because you're just filling yourself with all of this like anger, resentment towards another toxic person. energy, it's and toxic. just and and also just like the actual um, chemicals that get let off in our body, the cortisol, mm-hmm. the high stress. Sick. That's exactly. how you get sick. Exactly. That's how you get that's cancer. How you, mm-hmm. That's you know all those resentments work against you. Yeah, because then it starts manifesting in your physical body. You know, it's like once you're when you're when you're holding and you're harboring anything, whether it's suppression of emotion, whether that looks like anger, whether that looks like deep sadness or grief or shame, when you harbor it for so long, there's um, you know, it, it gets intertwined in our nervous system, and then our nervous system gets intertwined with our physical, and then I truly believe that that's where illnesses get birthed and like created in the pathway for them to exist, because. We are prone. We have all different viruses, we have all different things within us. We have all different genetics, right? Mm-hmm. That can be activated or it cannot be. Like there's somebody that might ha- in your family might have, um, you know, everyone might be prone to diabetes, but one person gets and one person doesn't. Right. You know, it depends on their lifestyle. It's not and the, necessarily. And their, and their head. Mm-hmm. Your, or, your Audi, that's what's called in, in, in Yoruba. The Audi has two parts. This is the Audi and this is the Chini Pago. If these two parts of your head are not together, balanced, the person feels like crap. Person has no energy. Person mm-hmm. is depressed, right? Mm-hmm. Person might do things they wouldn't normally do mm-hmm. when they're together. When that's off, what do you recommend people to do? A rogation of their head, right? With coconut, mm-hmm. because that that brings it together. Or a bath, a spiritual white bath, mm-hmm. so that their aura is clean and they c- become balanced again. Yeah, because you know depression is real. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people suffer from depression. It's like, are you alive in, in 2021 <laughs> if you're not experiencing some yeah, form of does. depression or At anxiety? One time or another, we have anxiety, we have depression. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to deal with it. You yeah. know, and, and I don't think, um, yeah, some people definitely need medication because they're psychotic. And they're, but there are some people that benefit from doing, you know, like the chakra cleaning and the Reiki, acupuncture. I, I definitely believe in all of those um, methods of um, getting rid of negative energy, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And everybody, it looks different, it feels different for everybody. And whatever resonates for you, you know, you might get your foot in the door by going into a yoga class or, yeah. like, a meditation class and, like, feeling like, wow, like, you know, this resonates. Let me dive deeper or whatever you know, the Exercise and whatever, whatever mm-hmm. raises your endorphins. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of, like, taking a, a pill, let's say. Yeah, going to do some damage some side effect at some point and it's like whether or not now potentially in the future and it's like the the same thing when it comes to like i was just having a conversation with somebody the other day maybe yesterday anyway Mm. it was like i was saying you know when you take an advil you're not actually treating the root problem you're just cutting yourself off your brain receptors to not feel pain but the pain still exists there's still an issue so if you're having a headache rather than looking at it like oh my goodness i have a headache like like instead of being mad about it like maybe ask yourself like why would i have a headache did i have enough water am i taking magnesium do i have enough nutrients like my my body our body isn't meant to like piss us off it's meant to tell us like hey some i'm depleted in something you know maybe pay attention to me and once we give ourselves like that attention in uh meditation or our spiritual practices or prayer whatever you call it taking that time you know i'm a reiki practitioner so yeah reiki is such a wonderful um modality to use 
when we have headaches, when we don't feel good, Absolutely. when we're sick, because we can just drop that energy. I, I, I'm a Reiki practitioner as well. I'm actually uh, about to receive my master's in mm-hmm. it. I need to write the book for it. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm excited about that because I get to pass that on. And uh, something that I'm looking forward to doing is like creating a scholarship for those who can't afford. Right, and it's like, and putting it into those areas that need it the most. You know, that's my whole, the whole reason I got the masters is for that. Like I would have just stayed with the two, mm-hmm. but I, I got the masters because I wanted to, I want to give it to people who, who can't, can't afford it. it. Yeah, and like, and cause it shouldn't be like, I, I feel like in mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. aspects, like there should be, um, some kind of understanding of like you know and nothing is for free and that's that's understood exactly. but there can be an exchange so like the scholarship that i'm going to provide that uh is which i do with all of my other services is like if you don't have the financial means like what do you have the means for like are you really good at braiding hair are you really good at like making food yeah, like are you really good at <clears throat> making like random packages or or do you do something else in the business or whatever it is mm-hmm. like either whether I can you can use that service on me or on somebody I know and then kind of give that balance and that equivalent mm-hmm. exchange so that something because you know something that I learned early on um not early on <laughs> I still I still kick myself in the butt <laughs> for this one but like you can't to, you can't just give things for free because you Never. get sick. No, you and have like to. You can't. You have to exchange energy for energy. It's mm-hmm. hard. You just can't do something for nothing. Yeah, and that's something that you've told me many times. Other elders have told me many times. I'm like, why am I sick? Why do I feel so drained? <laughs> it's like, are you charging? <laughs> are you doing? Are you are you getting an exchange? Where's your ache? And then I'm like, uh, you know, because it's not only for me, but for my ancestors and for you know mm-hmm. my elevated loved ones and you know uh, spirit guides that help me to do the different things uh and services that i have done for people mm-hmm. so it's like creating that balance but you know it's 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 interesting it's interesting how um it fits with different people but definitely with reiki it's like yesterday i actually blew out my ear because i have gauges in my ear so like it's big so oh, my yeah. ear is really raw right mm-hmm. now i woke up in so much pain like i i like I felt the throbbing that was happening in my ear it woke me out of my sleep mm-hmm. and I gave I was like wait I could get myself Reiki like well, I have you know <laughs> I have a lot of clients that'll bring me their children or people that are sick and and there's something in Spanish called santiguar santiguar means like a una sanación where I just take the person I pray over them and I put my hands over them mm-hmm. they just the tobacco the on them mm-hmm. and you know and it for some reason, it works because the person feels better, and so a lot of these people are not able, don't have like medical insurance. Mm-hmm. But I always send everybody to the doctor, mm-hmm. always. Yeah, you have to go to the doctor. That's a must. And that's a, and it's good to have that balance of like the of both worlds, you know, mm-hmm. and also like that you were saying, you know, every religion, every tradition has mm-hmm. some form of laying of the hands, yes. whether that's Reiki, whether that's... Oh, it's a curandera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And any and, and any and every tradition, it's called something different, and, you know, you can... Listen, when I when I had, when I went through the process of breast cancer 10, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, almost 11, I had a workshop that I went to. That's where I learned my Reiki on West 4th Street in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And everyone worked on me twice a month. The whole, all the groups. And that saved my life, I really think. Mm -hmm. Because to me, you know, the chemo was worse than anything. Yeah. And it totally, like, saved my life, I feel. Yeah. Because that was breathing life into the chemo was taking it. The chemo Mm -hmm. was killing me. Mm -hmm. And this Reiki was like, and all these people, there was like maybe 25 people that would, you know, each one of them was like helping me. That's that's beautiful. It was amazing. Something that I I I never forget that I'm so grateful for that. And I'm still here. Thank mm-hmm. God. So. Bless. You're needed. Yeah, you're so. needed. You're a beacon in the community, and you are so, so needed. So think, you know, creator. It really works. To me, it really works. It it's really it's interesting because it's like it's on a scientific level. It's now getting recognized and is also being integrated into hospitals it where people be, are allowed to kind of go into. Well, I mean, I don't know now with the restrictions of everything, yeah. but at points there was um, a few different people who were practicing Reiki that were allowed to go into um, medical rooms and surgeries. So while somebody was under anesthetic, like mm-hmm. they were getting Reiki beams into them for that same kind of thought, like, you know, while they're like out, they're still getting life put into mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And um, 
in general, I think that it's something I, I had read an article a few years ago. So I, you know, hopefully it's continuing and it's progressing because mm -hmm. that's yeah. integrative medicine, so alternative um, medicines. Yeah, the East has a wonderful modalities and ways of healing themselves that you know that are wonderful. Yeah, you know, with herbs. Same thing with the herbs. All the herbs that are available to us. Mm -hmm. that people just walk by them every single day and mm -hmm. don't even know the properties of these herbs. There is like a lettuce that is like m more potent than any. Um, I forgot the name. It's called a lettuce. It's like It looks like a lettuce, but you boil it and you make it into a paste, and it's like a, it's for pain. It's for pain. And so people don't use it because they don't know what it is. Better than using the aspirin. Yeah, like the, uh, the plantain leaf? The one no, that you no. get on the side no, of the street? No, it looks, like, it looks like a lettuce. I forgot the name of it. Mm. But it's a lettuce, mm -hmm. and it's used for that. A lot of people, Indians, American Indians use it mm -hmm. for pain. Yeah. Instead of using, you know, Motrin or whatever. Or, yeah. Or, or even, like, narcotics. Mm -hmm. They use that. And so, you know, like my husband being a Babalao, he has, like, the book of all the herbs for Osain. Osain is the Orisha for the herbs. And he knows what every herb is used for medically and also for whatever, you know, you need for the cleanse or whatever. But there's so many herbs that are wonderful and powerful. And trees, mm -hmm. you know. I, and trees. I have this fond, like, I love uh, ginkgo biloba trees. Oh, yeah, I love them. They are so, like, I love the shape of the leaves. I love when they fall and they spin and like how they turn yellow. I love everything about ginkgos. Like, and something that I learned uh, this year was that ginkgo biloba and Japanese oleander were the two plants that actually came, the first two plants that came back and survived uh, the bombing in Japan. Look at that. And um, Hiroshima. The, so amazing. the resilience that yeah, are uh, within those plants, plants you know, yeah. so even tuning into those plants at any point, not only ginkgo biloba is really great for your memory, but it has that resilience uh, to keep moving forward. And the same with Japanese, uh, white Japanese oleander. Yeah. But I don't don't just have that unless you like turk to somebody who's like a herbalist because I have a, home a homeopathic version because yeah. it could be uh, toxic and poison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But ginkgo biloba, a lot more safe, you know, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely you have that as a tea. Um, a lot more mild, but still powerful. Yeah, there is a tree called the seba, which is... It, it's grown in tropical countries, mm -hmm. like in Africa and Cuba and Puerto Rico. You, can, you know, my husband has a small version of it here. You can't do your crowning without going in front of that tree. Or any kind of religious ceremony that has to do with the Yoruba tradition. And it's an amazing tree. It's beautiful. It's big. It's trunk. It's, it's the one that's really hard, right? Yes, it's, it's the really one that they make, they make necklaces and yes, like the little from make, the seeds. It's mm -hmm. little. It's, it's mm -hmm. big. It's huge. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But you can't, um, you can't grow that here mm -hmm. because it's not tropical. Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, the enslaved people came from Africa, it's amazing that Africa and Cuba and the Caribbean are like on the same side of the equator. Like Africa's all the way over there, but the Caribbean is has all the same things that Africa has, right? Mm -hmm. It has the Seba, it has the Platanos, it has all the same And the same things. thing for South America, too. So that's, you know, they were able, the slaves were able to, like, continue the religion mm -hmm. because they had the same things. Yeah. Whereas the ones that came here lost all their roots. Yeah. Because they were separated as family. On a different side of the equator, different uh, And different, different master, different religion. Different mm -hmm. I mean, they had to, you know, they had to convert to Catholicism to stay as a family unit, which they did, but they hid their deities in those things. Mm -hmm. And everything got synchronized together over the centuries. And that's why they call it Santeria, right? But, you know, the, it's a shame because, like, the ones that came here lost all their, their identity. You know, of course, Jesus kept them going. Amazingly, you know, because it's hard. It's hard. Can, can you imagine, like, being, like, living a life where you touch ground and you immediately lose your family? Mm -hmm. You lose everybody. Yeah. You have to do this horrible work, right? Somebody telling you what to do day and night, hurting you, abusing you. And then you have to learn the master's religion. And you do. And the resilience in still finding the way to still honor your yeah. traditions and like and it how was hard for them, was the ones born. that came here though. Mm -hmm. They love their traditions. You know, I you know, speaking and, and being open in, in your religion and practice, yeah. uh, 
I would like to ask you like a, a, a question for the people who um, misunderstand. I feel like Santeria gets such a stigma. Oh yeah, it you has know? a very bad name. It, and it, it, people, people make songs about it, <laughs> jokes about it, like movies and all these different things. And because they don't know, it's a very secretive religion. Mm -hmm. um, because there's certain things you can't divulge. Um, but if you don't know something, you shouldn't assume, and you shouldn't say, you know, that it's demonic and this and that if you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. But that's okay, you know, because I don't, I don't take offense to that. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think that people are ignorant, and that's okay. They can have what they can believe whatever they believe. Mm -hmm. You know, I know what it is, and I truly am in love with this religion because it's based on nature. It's based on the four elements of this planet. And so, and it's, there's only one creator in this religion, and that's all Dumani. So that's an energy. And it's also an energy. That's what it's based on. And so, and it has 16 commandments instead of 10. And the most important thing about it is that you must have good behavior. Right? You have to have good behavior. If you, like El Agua. El Agua has the best behavior. That's why all the Orishas walk with him, because he has the best behavior at all the Orishas. Something that I really love about Santeria, the Yoruba tradition, is that, like, there is these stories that are, you can, that you can relate to. Yeah, because they, like, they make mistakes just like we did. Exactly. So it feels very, like, understanding. <laughs> like, you're like, I remember hearing different stories, and I'm like, wow, that's something that I've experienced or went through or I know somebody who that's did. That's because when, when you become a child of this Orisha, right? They don't want you to make the same mistakes they made. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a mis, uh, misunderstanding sometimes. Like, I'm a um, daughter of Chango. Chango doesn't want me to be like he was. Mm -hmm. He wants to be completely opposite. He wants to be humble, right? person that's, you know, from my home, that doesn't drink, that doesn't, that's not a partier like he was, right? Mm -hmm. he, was, he wants me to be like someone good and humble, someone with a good heart yeah. and a good soul. And it's about, you know, teaching my godchildren the correct way and teaching them how to be that way as well. You know, it's like passing, you have to pass down the religion from person to person, otherwise the religion will die. Mm -hmm. And some people, unfortunately, take this religion to make money and they don't know what they're doing. That's why it gets a bad rep. You know, they, got, they don't have the right information or they just want to make money and so. How do you feel that, you know, the best way to keep integrity with, um, not only what you're particularly doing in the religion that you are in, but just in general for any spiritual practitioner that's practicing something, what do you think is a good way to I think to they have to be true to thyself and to the religion that they're in mm -hmm. and to the people that they're working for. Mm -hmm. Because you have to you have to be honest. Mm -hmm. Honey, you have to be honest because guess who's watching? Mm -hmm. Whoever you're practicing for, mm -hmm. whoever the deity you're, you know. You can lie to yourself, but you can't lie to spirit. No, you, you can't. can't lie to spirit. You, you can know, lie to other people, too, yo, but you can't lie to spirit. The spirit is watching. <laughs> and so whatever That's you That's one of my do, favorite things to say. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. So, you know, you can lie to everybody, but you can't lie to God. Mm -hmm. So, that's how I feel. I mean, as long as you do the right thing for the right reason, mm -hmm. you're going to be okay. So. How do you feel that the religion has... Um, kind of, is, is there any adaptations that you've noticed over the years throughout, like, um, you know, more trends of, like, social media coming out or, like, more well, there's, people? Well, yeah, there's a lot of things that that shouldn't be put out there that are, that are disrespectful because mm -hmm. there's certain ceremonies that you cannot show on social media. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that, that the religion is becoming more modern, which is good because you do have to teach your God children you can't just keep it to yourself. If I'm a godmother, I have to teach you. Mm -hmm. I can't be in secret. The whole, you know, mm -hmm. again, I, I have to teach you what I know. And some godparents don't do that. They just tell you a little bit. And then they shut it down, which I think is not good. I think I have to teach you what I know, right? When you go through the channels, because there's channels that you've got to go through. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that it's becoming more modern, I think, and that's a good thing. Because of information, because of the internet, and all uh, people communicating with other people from the religion from all over the world, mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, well, that's great because it's like I feel like anything in life, you know, 
finding the balance of how to maintain the core integrity of tradition, but then also adapt to um, and evolve into the different yeah, things because the world evolves exactly. and we can't keep you can't, everything you can't the same. stay like mm-hmm. like in the olden time though. Yeah, you have to evolve. Like There's different things. Also, it doesn't align anymore because then it's not. But even as long as you have, like, you said the key word integrity. Mm-hmm. Integrity means I'm doing the right thing for the right reason, and when mm-hmm. no one is watching me, mm-hmm. that is integrity. Me. To me, that's integrity that I I am true to my word. I'm not going to tell you something today and then behind your back I'm going to do something else. No, I'm true to my word. Mm-hmm. That is respect. That's integrity. something That's something. if y'all have ever gotten a reading and or plan on getting rooted with Carmen, that's something you will know very quickly. <laughs> if you want to be coddled, you have came to the wrong place. <laughs> like, she will tell you exactly tell how it, what is. it is. And like, I know I live for it. Like, I remember the first, so the first time I got a reading from you, I was 17. <laughs> I um I was like okay you know I'd like I I remember getting there and I didn't sell because Carmen used to work with my mother and uh, I I remember not telling my mother because I knew I was getting a reading from you (laughs) on Friday so I didn't tell my mother that I just experienced a breakup because I was like I don't want my mom to go to work say I've experienced a breakup now you know this information so like you know what I was like because I didn't know you yet like I knew you but I didn't get a reading from you yet so and I was still very like trying to understand you know my path in the spiritual way and like what I believe what I don't believe so I go in to get this reading and like within 0.5 seconds like of the reading <laughs> undergoing like boom Carmen's like so you're gonna break up with somebody or you already did um (laughs) boom 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 tells me why like all the different things that are going on everything that's happening and i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) like, okay you know what i'm saying like uh, all right you know waste no time and you know the different things that i was suffering with in 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 silence you know um that nobody knew about you know there was this there was it was a it was a good way to be called out with other things too. It's like it's like there's the the tangible things that are like okay like there th- I believe this right mm-hmm. that and then after that it is like the different things that are said that that you had said I remember like that I've never told anybody or things that I was experiencing depression feelings like sadness that I was experiencing and you were like just calling it out and doing so i needed to i needed that like mm-hmm. i needed somebody to see the actual pain that i was going through rather than the position that i've always kind of been in in my life as like the emotional support system mm-hmm. for everyone around me mm-hmm. so like oh, i needed that emotional support by being seen mm-hmm. in my sadness mm-hmm. and being like you're going through it but you're going to be okay but mm-hmm. you needed to be like kind of called out on that and like with that, I feel like it's so important with readings. Like at at a bare minimum, I get quarterly readings from Carmen. Like a bare minimum <laughs> is I get quarterly. I like, but um, I like to keep it quarterly just so it's like not too much. Cause you also don't want to go to your reader. Like I read cards, y'all know that. But like every person who does something, you need to go to someone. That's integrity to <laughs> yes. me. Like if you're I, the first thing I asked my therapist, I was like, do you go to therapy? And she was like, yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, now we can talk. Because <laughs> like, if you didn't, like, what are we doing here? Like, what, exactly. you know what I'm saying? If you do Reiki, you should get Reiki. If you believe and you believe in your craft, like, you know, like, you know, I'm sure you uh, get cleansings and things from other people because we, we need to. We need that medicine where it's not just come from us because it so needs another to, energy. We need another mm-hmm. energy. And that support where it's like we can't do it all on our own we can be amazing at so many things like i know i'm very multifaceted yeah, we need other people you're incredibly multifaceted yeah. like every time i think i know things that you do you tell me like by the way so i'm certified <laughs> in this this out of there and i'm like i can resonate because i'm certified like a ridiculous amount of things that nobody knows as well and i'm just like i'm like oh word like oh that's awesome like what are you not certified in coming like that's great <laughs> you know and um it's it's so interesting um to learn that like and to learn how and not feel uh guilt shame or like ego about like needing that help and going and getting it and then especially like for those people that are struggling or may have not ever gotten a reading I feel like right now especially right now with the amount of people that are doing readings the amount of people that are doing things it's not to like um invalidate the work that people are doing it's more so there's different different medicine for each people you know um and 
<laughs> like different strokes for different folks and like everybody has different things and with people like there is uh, a lot of um the love and light solely kind of being pushed where it's like they're not getting called out on things because it's like maybe that reader feels fear that they would hurt them you know or and which i've also experienced as a reader like going through the process of like no i can't sugarcoat this if spirit gave it to me like that it needs to come out like that yeah. and I feel like, you know, having someone like an OG like you that has been yeah. doing this for your whole life yeah. and like has been taught down and passed down, yeah. it's like there is no there's there's a balance. Like you will you will kinda like call somebody out, like not kinda, you will call somebody <laughs> out, but then you'll also be like, Well, what you doing? Empower yourself. <laughs> this is how you do it, okay? You gotta go do this and take this and not only do that and yeah, take that, you gotta, but you the, gotta the whole idea pray and, of, I, and of, that. of like Help, like reading somebody is not just to read it's to help them mm -hmm. it's to help them to help themselves right yeah. that's the whole idea okay i'm gonna read you i'm gonna tell you some stuff i see and tell me if i'm right and if i am right then you need to do some stuff mm -hmm. right you gotta change the situation mm -hmm. and the only person that can do that is you yep but you gotta do it but you got to do it, and you got to do it your whole heart. Like, if you're over here, like, okay, here, like, say you make a bath and you hand the bath to them, but then when they're doing the bath, they're, like, thinking about everything else, and they're not, not putting their, you got to be present. But whatever it is that you're working with and you're doing, like, you got to be present and, like, really, you know, offer yourself to your spirit, to your to your higher self, to your ancestors, to, you know, to the to, to to the above, which whatever it is in what you believe in, the higher power and humble, if be humbled enough. Like they so, I feel like so many people have to get broken down so bad. So many in people order are to so get, like unapproachable and so not um, wanting to get help. Mm -hmm. That is the that to me is the most hurtful thing mm -hmm. for me. You know, I have women that have tried to help and can't help them can't help them as much as I've tried as much as I sat with them as much as I've told them you know um, you could like you could lead the horse to the water right is the water, is he gonna drink mm -hmm. that's up to the horse right mm -hmm. so it you know it, and it hurts me sometimes because I want to help so badly but then you know the person will just do the opposite thing that I'll tell them to do it's a cyclical and, and, behavior and, 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 and it's and it's a bad outcome it's a, it's a cyclical behavior of the ancestral trauma and uh, nonetheless yeah. their own trauma that they've yeah, endured they, in this yeah, lifetime. Yeah, and they think that, that's, that they're not worthy. And the societal pressure, too, because that doesn't help if and, you're listening and, and to and anything. Like, 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 you know, some people are professional people that you would mm -hmm. never think that they would, like, um, adhere to, like, abuse by a man, let's say. Mm -hmm. I mean, terrible abuse. And lie to me, and I'm like... Yeah, lie to me. I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been uh, there's been time. I remember specifically. I had a friend when I was like probably like seventeen, eighteen, when I was like first time to get readings f for real, for real, um, and really taking everything. I always say like, you know, I've always been. I've been born spiritual. Like my yeah. whole life has been spiritual. I was actually running away from it, yeah. and then when I was seventeen, I took it seriously. Yeah. Like you know, after my father passed, I was like, all right, well, like I, I need to do it now. <laughs> you know, I can't escape it. And around that time because I was really taking it seriously. I was in Barnes and Noble every other day, like reading all different books and like contacting people, learning from you, learning from different people around me as much as I could. Um, people would come to me and be like, hey, what can I do? Where can I go? I'm like, oh, I'm just learning. Like go here and like, send them to you. Yeah. And one of the people that I was, that I sent to you, she was like in like a thick of addiction and she had came to you and she told me, she told me what <laughs> she told me what you said when you left when you left <laughs> and she was like she's like yeah so I went in and da 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 she's like she slapped on the table and she said why are you lying to me you're high right now like <laughs> and you're and and, and, you, and you've been and this that, and the third and I, and I was like so jarred no one has ever called me out in that way and it's like but how do you feel about it she's like I needed to get called out like that like everybody tiptoes around like how they want to say things to me I needed somebody to be like you're lying not only to me but to yourself, yourself. that's the biggest that is the biggest problem when mm -hmm. someone lies because you can lie mm -hmm. but you, you know you can't lie to yourself man. you can't you can't at the end of the day mm -hmm. it's about you mm -hmm. not about nobody else you can lie to this one but when you lie to yourself that's the biggest and then you can't trust anybody who lies to themselves because they are going to lie to you 
it's not and, if and they they're can going be like to. a sociopath like mm-hmm. no remorse mm-hmm. they do shit and they blame it on this they and they won't even that. realize it because at that point there's yeah, so much of a cushion of they're coping. so like messed up it's removed from source too yeah. i truly believe that yeah. many of these mental physical disorders that happen um you know or illnesses that happen are that like manifest throughout life are because we are so removed from source. Yeah. Like, there is no connection with taking your shoes off and going outside. There is no, like, giving offerings to the tree, acknowledging the mm-hmm. lands that is ingrained in you. Like, I mean, you're fortunate if you have that kind of um, mentorship, whether in your family or your support system in your life. But it usually, like, in my personal experience, I didn't get a lot of that, especially feeding my spiritual, yeah. nourishing my spirit until I was older. But I had to want it, too. Like, you know, I feel like some people, especially with the instant gratification, you order something on Amazon, you get it the next day, all these different things that happen. People even coming into their spirituality and walking and, like, starting to get excited about going their spiritual path, expect to have everything instantly. Like, like oh, I'm going to find somebody I resonate. I'm going to learn this religion. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Now I'm going to teach it. Now I'm going to make money. Now I'm going to do this. And it's just Uh -uh. like you have to slow down. You have to slow down and stay humble. And it's like I find that especially in my generation, the younger generations, mm-hmm. it's like, I see that so commonly. It's like that in all generations. People yeah. want things yesterday. They want everything yesterday. That's they true. want everybody to to conform to what they want them to do. It's not, you know. And rather than, like, villainizing it, I think it's important to realize, like, that's, like, how could you not? We were groomed for that behavior. We were groomed for that behavior to think that we need everything instantaneously because that's what society progressed into with, throughout all of the different things. Instant messenger, instant this, mm-hmm. instant that. We get it instantaneously. So now it's like there's no knocking on people's door like we were talking about earlier. Like Yeah, and, but in, like in my generation, it was that our parents weren't available. They were working. My parents worked in a factory. Mm-hmm. They were never with us. Mm-hmm. It was just me and my brother alone, right, watching television mm-hmm. or whatever. So there was no no closeness there with the family unit, just me and my brother. Mm-hmm. So where was like like we used to watch what was it like Leave It to Beaver and whatever the My Three Sons. There was like a fam. We used to watch these people like a family. They were all fa- where was our family? Our mm-hmm. family was too busy working in the factory. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that closeness, you know. So we kind of like and then the seventies and the you know sixties seventies came along. The Vietnam War came along. Drugs came along. So everybody was doing their own thing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And there wasn't, it was like a rebellion that took place. Boom. Mm-hmm. Kids were like hippies and nobody wanted to be with their families. So that's where all that took place, mm-hmm. right? Because of people having to work and not being able to be with their children. Mm-hmm. It's very important to be with your children. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to quit your job right now, but mm-hmm. it's a, in, the time that you spend with them. Mm-hmm. The quality time that you spend with your children. And the presence when you're and with the them. the presence. Mm-hmm. And be present when you're with them. Mm-hmm. Not on your phone, on the computer, talking to this one, talking. Mm-hmm. You need to spend quality time with your children. Because that's important. That makes them feel important. Makes them feel that you're, they're loved. Because when a person doesn't feel love when they're children, they have traumas. Mm-hmm. And they have traumas having other relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Because, that, you know, there's like a blockage. With friendships and especially relationships. Relationships are hard, girl. Mm -hmm. I listen to a thousand people a day. I was going to say, I'm like, yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, even prior to us coming in here, there was was a person already there. Like, I was like, this early? That's wild. Like, that's crazy, you know? So it's like. it's doable. Yeah. It's doable, you know? It's doable. As long as we help each other. Mm -hmm. What, What was the catalyst for you to decide, like, okay. I'm done. I'm done working this regular job. I'm going to oh. open up this botanica and I'm going to live my life's <laughs> well, purpose. Well, first of all, <laughs> well, I had gone to Cuba, mm-hmm. right? And I, I had a reading with my deity. They brought him down and I asked him, could I retire? And he said, absolutely. What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> so I totally believed in him. And I said, that's it. I'm going to go out. I could have went out when I had my surgery. Mm-hmm. Like three, four years before, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I decided to stick it out. But I had wanted a botanica for years. Because I've been doing this for 40 years. I've been reading cards for 40 years. But what within you? Because I, was, I, I just didn't want to work for anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. I was done. I did enough. I did enough. And I wanted to work for myself. And I, and I, ha- I had the botanica. I just did, 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 the botanica didn't have me. Mm-hmm. I was stuck. Mm-hmm. 
working where I was working at. And so it was time for me to go. And it was and it was the best decision I ever made. What, and and cycling back to kind of like the the topic of this of this podcast is like believing. believing. I believed. I yeah. believed in Chungo mm-hmm. completely. He mm-hmm. said, "Leave." I left. And you believed in yourself. And I believed in myself. Mm-hmm. You know. And so we have. Whenever there's a change that we want to make, we gotta go for it. Mm-hmm. We can't be like scared or wishy washy. But we gotta go with it and say, "Yes, this is what I want to do. I'm gonna do it, and no matter what, it's gonna work." Mm-hmm. Because if I'm gonna be like scared. Then why do it? Right? Well, even if you are scared, you could still do it. You just got to full-heartedly go for it. Yeah, but I I can't be, I have to be someone that's positive about Mm -hmm. it. And say, I know this is going to work. You know? That's how I am. Like When I say something's going to work, it's going to work. You don't have to change my energy about stuff. And say, I'm completely with this. I'm down with it. It's going to happen. You know? Well, I, feel, I believe that that comes also from that belief because if somebody doesn't believe in themselves, then they can get fearful or if they don't Listen, believe in I spirit. Moved, I, you I'm know? from East New York. I grew up in East New York. Mm-hmm. I sold my house in 2000 and moved to a place I didn't know anyone in Staten Island. No one, nada. And I had faith. Mm-hmm. that When I saw the first house I saw that I moved into, I said, I'm going to live in that house and I'm going to make something in my life. And I totally believed that. And that was that belief. And that was 21 years ago. And I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just go when I feel that energy that tells me you gotta do something. I go with that. I go with my sixth sense. Mm-hmm. I go with my intuition. That's what makes me a good medium. What mm-hmm. makes me a good medium is my intuition mm-hmm. and that I can see everything. It's the trust. It's that trust, trust that you in my have. Intuition. And that's something. And that's something that I wanna. I wanna also like shine light on because it's beautiful that you have that because you can also empower and embody that. Well, you do embody that, and mm-hmm. then you can empower other people who say. Like, you know, we live in a society where, you know, and a lot of upbringings where people are severed from their uh, source and then also from their intuition. And they have trust issues not only with other people, but they have it with themselves because they're like, wow, if I would have listened to myself or oh, I did listen to myself, but I listened to my mind and not my intuition. You have to listen to your intuition always, always. I had a cousin who was killed at 26 for not listening to his intuition. If mm-hmm. he would have listened to his intuition, he would have been alive right now. Mm-hmm. But he did not. He was at home with his wife and his child. His friend came over. And he had just taken a shower. He just ate. And his friend was like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he was like, no, dude, I don't want to go. But his friend was like for an hour insisting for him to go, and he went. And he went somewhere, but he got killed mm-hmm. that same day. Intuition is there. To me, it's everything. How do you feel like is the best way to um, to listen to trust and empower your belief system and your intuition with yourself? Because I feel that there's like something that tells you, like there's like a little mm in here, mm-hmm. right? In your abdominal, in your abdominal area. Mm-hmm. It kind of like is like a, that flight or fight um, feeling that you get that comes from way back when, right? Mm-hmm. From the caveman era and if you don't listen to that uh-huh there's something gonna happen to you mm-hmm. have to listen to that totally and it comes on suddenly and it goes away quickly but you have to be in tune with that because that will save your life how can you get in tune with that because you're gonna feel it and you can't just ignore it because sometimes we ignore it we're like oh right, i'll do it later oh mm-hmm. no uh, you gotta listen to that little voice that tells you what's good for you. So kind of separate your mind people, from it. Even mm-hmm. with people. Even, even with people. Even it can just be like a, a situation where you just have a feeling. Like To be honest, now I'm at the point with my intuition. I'll be on Instagram. If I have a feeling from a person, hidden, like, deleted, unfollowed. Like it's like with, you know, with it's, clients. Mm-hmm. Like I've had this thing where I don't really want to read this person. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you know, and it's turned out very bad. Yeah. So, but you live and you learn. So feeling that little, mm, and then doing something about it. You heard? <laughs> it's Go important. With it. It's Go important. With it. You know Go that's and and learn whatever it is that you believe in. Do whatever you can to fuel the fire. You know, like bring the kindling, give the starter to 
you know, fan the flames of your fire and your passions of whatever can bring you into for you to believe, believe whatever it is that you believe, whether that's watching documentaries, praying, going into nature, watching beautiful things unfold. You can just literally sit in nature and watch how animals and insects interact and you can believe in something, you know, you can listen to the way you could look at children and see the way they interact and believe in something. You can listen to an elder that lived a long life and listen to things that they said and believe in something. So, you know, find whatever it is that can help you to strengthen your belief system so that you can strengthen that connection with yourself, which innately is going to help you to strengthen your connection with source because, you know, we're all needed. We're needed in different ways. We all have roles in the world. We all have world. a part to play in this universe. Mm-hmm. And it's up to each of us to figure that out. You know, there's people that can help. There's people that, you know, go into you and, and speaking on things. Like, you've been telling me since I'm 17, you're like, you and me reading. Like, you read. You, you do this. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. That's and, like, that was a big thing that I struggled with was, like, the beliefs, the belief in myself. You are, like you, you've been telling me since I'm on Sunday, like slapping the table, like why don't you believe in this? Are you serious? You see everything before it happens. You look at this table right now. You already know what this reading's about. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you right? I know. <laughs> I need to hear it from outside of myself. Why? Because I didn't trust myself. And why? Because many different traumas and different things I experienced exactly. in my life. You know. So it's like, but you know, and if something bad, something good always comes out of it. Mm-hmm. If you see it that way. Mm-hmm. Because now, like, I, I recognize it, and I'm at this point and this um, this pinnacle turning point in my in my life that I've been for the past few years of, like, nah, I actually believe me now. No, nah, I actually, mm, I believe myself. Like, so it's like I'll go to things and, and people and places for confirmation, but not for the answer. You know, and it's different. Like, when you go to yourself for the answer and then you go to other people for confirmation of your answer right. than going to someone for the answer because then you don't trust yourself you trust someone else outside of you you know so it's it's interesting for sure without Mm -hmm. a doubt so like and it's beautiful it's a beautiful um progression Uh and um ascension of self and i feel like you know the trauma i experienced was to liberate myself from that break the ancestral ties uh, change the genetics and the code in my being and also excuse me help to show others to do the same Mm -hmm. Because everyone comes from different spectrums. You know, you had people in your, that you're from descendants of people in this lineage of, of breeding cards. Mm-hmm. I very well could have been. I have no idea, though, because everybody, like, everybody, like, done died by the time I was, like, even able is, to like, have with, these conversations. With, with the Puerto Rican culture, like, they don't tell, like, my parents, my mother never told me that her father was spiritualist, that her grandmother mm-hmm. was. You know, I found out later on, like, mm-hmm. when something happened to me spiritually. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when I came into the religion that, you know, when I did the Manu de Rula, they told me everything. They confirmed everything that was told to me before. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing because everything they told me was true. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. Because then I asked my mother. I said, was your mo- grandmother a card reader? She said, yeah, that's what she did for a living. I said, how come told me that before? Oh, because, you know, you know how they are. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember her, her aunt used to have the Alan Kardec book, and she would take it out when her son would go to church on Sunday. She would take it out and read it and put it away. Mm-hmm. And I would ask her, Consuelo, what is that? And she would never answer me. Because everything was like a secret, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. Yeah. Everything was a secret and stuff like that. And I would go to um, with my uh, mother's mother. I would go to Centros when I was little. Mm-hmm. And that's Mesa Blanca. Mm-hmm. You had to know someone to go into this place. And you had to say a secret code at the door, hit knock on the door, and then you would go in, and my grandmother would be so shy. She didn't She didn't want the attention, but she wanted to go to see what everybody else was doing. She would sit in the back, and they would always call her to the table, Senora Venaca. And she would go up there all red in the face, and, would, and they would start tell her, telling her about her kids and this and that. And for some reason, they would talk to me. I was little, though. I don't remember that much about what they said to me. But I remember, like, the first time I seen spirits, I was a little girl. I was like four and a half. It was when my sister passed away. And they wouldn't let Puerto Rican people are crazy. They have the funeral for three days, right? They wake for three days. And I'm in the lobby sitting there alone. They closed the door and everybody was in there with the, with the casket and the babies laying in state. And then after they buried her, I was like, you know, I'm going to go in that funeral parlor and see what the hell went on in that room. Because something went on in the room and I was like a little girl, so I wanted to know. And when I walked in, I was like, after when I started school, I was five. I went in, 
It was a whole family of people that died. It was a mother and children. They ate a bad juca, because juca can go bad, and you can poison yourself. And I walked in, instead of seeing the people in the casket, I saw them on top of this casket. Like, it looked like smoke, but it would look like, like a person. And I went home and told my grandmother. She was like, don't tell anybody what you saw, especially your mother. Because my mother's a very hysterical woman, who does, very scared of all of this. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, I won't tell her. And I did, never told her. I never told anyone. And then later on, like when I was 26, is when I came in contact with the spiritual realm. Yeah. It's really interesting how that happens and like how we will remember like you're so young but you have that vivid memory. Yeah, I remember you know? that mm-hmm. because that was it was to me it was like they were alive, mm-hmm. they weren't dead. Mm-hmm. Me, but I didn't know what I was. I thought mm-hmm. it was just the people that were there. Yep. But I, I I I I actually one of the first predominant memories I have of seeing a spirit was at funeral yeah. homes as well like mm-hmm. especially like i remember there's a point in my life where like everybody was dying it was like really intense um everybody like it was like family family friends everybody was just like really intense i was young like yeah. and then just continued for a really long time but there was a specific time where it was like my uncle my grandmother my grandfather it was uh, like a lot of people mm-hmm. on my father's side and mm-hmm. um around and my cousin on my mother's side and there was a lot of people I remember being at, at the week and I seen something. I remember talking to my mother. I remember talking to my mother when I was younger. And I'm grateful. My mother is also a person who could be a little bit afraid of different things. Yeah. But she believes. Yeah. She believes. And um, and I'm really grateful. My mother had told me, you know, uh, something that was, was said to me. That's like kind of that's like a, a personal thing in which... Um, I won't get into on here, but essentially, like she was told that I was gonna do this, I was oh, gonna okay. see this, yeah. like you know, and in in a, in a very specific way, very early on in my life. But I didn't know, so I just like <laughs> thought that this is something that everybody does, you know. And I had like a bunch of imaginary friends, but I'm sure they were spirits, <laughs> well, you know. Those, yeah. And like all these different things. And then my mother had told me when I was seven, like, yeah, no, you can do this. Like this is something that's real. But you can't really tell people because they're going to think you're crazy. Exactly. And like, so then you feel like, okay, like now I have this like superpower that I can't tell anybody about. And I also don't understand. And I'm also low key scared because I don't want to say what's going on. And it's like, oh, you can't see this? Like, what do you mean? Like, there's like someone right there. You know, and every house I lived in was haunted. So it's just like even more so. People would feel everything. And I'm like, I see them. They're right there. (laughs) I got to go. You know, so it's, it's interesting how everyone develops into their different stuff. And then how many years I spent running away from that. When I was like a teenager, I was running away from that yeah, full blown. It's hard when you're a teenager. To, to I had nobody that. to necessarily yeah. guide me at Not that only point. That, it's hard as a teenager to see mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, disassociate, party, drink, smoke, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's it, it it's um definitely you know important and beautiful mm-hmm. to learn about the different ways to believe in yourself and the different things to do in that way. Mm-hmm. So I want to say thank you so much for. For coming on to You're here, welcome. thank you for and inviting me. Of course, of course, and um, yeah, I will put um, you know if you're in, if you if you're open to, it, I will put yeah. your information for oh, anybody sure. who if they wants to go come check and you visit out. Me, yeah, and make go. an appointment and come mm-hmm. and see me. I'm open. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for so having much. me on. And um, yeah, so I'm going to we get into here. I'm gonna read this. Okay, you can sure. you can go to whatever you need, or if you want. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, okay. you can. I want you to be binded to the chair. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to read um, a last of the. Um, I have a peace of mind book, which is a daily meditation for easing stress. And today is the 25th of August, right? Okay, let's see what the message has for us today. I still find each day too short for all thoughts I want to think, all of the walks I want to take, all of the books I want to read, all of the friends I want to see by John Burroughs. The yin and the yang life force is central to Eastern philosophy. This philosophy explains the yin as the phase response of the, the phase response while the yang is the phase of activity. All life emerges from two harmonious syntheses as these two life forces, 
you need both moments to reflect on your actions, to have purpose in the meaning, as well as the moments of action so your thoughts can take form. Western philosophy, on the other hand, is purposes over choice, action or response. Americans prefer yang over yin by accepting the Puritan work ethic, burning the candle at both ends, equating into a successful day with the number of tasks completed. Yet without balance, yin and yang, you will bounce from extreme to another, going from times of overworking period of exhaustion and collapse to restoring balance in your life. Ask, where in my life do I do too much as a result of what as a result of what things are lacking from my life. Imagine your yin and yang on opposite sides of the scale. Bring them to a balance and what you can add or take away from each side. Well, what can you add or take away from each side? Then create more balanced pattern of the yin and yang in your life. Today, I will, I'll flow, this is the affirmation. Today, I'll flow harmonious from my vocal, outgoing, active yang to my quiet, peaceful, and reflective yin. I love this book. You know, if anybody needs to hear that, it's on here at Duality because it's everything that we do here. So thank you so much for tuning in and, you know, different things that we could help believe in ourselves. I wasn't really sure what happened, but I I, I believe Carmen has a go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're, I'm just going to to kind of bring balance into the end of the podcast. I'm going to pull a self-care card. For anybody who's listening, what it is that is going to help you right now tune into your belief system, believing in yourself and believing in whatever it is that you feel you need to do in this time of your life. Rest, 43 and spending time with friends. So it shows in both of these is like resting, giving yourself like that time to give your yin like a lot of attention. I highly recommend looking up like yin. What does that mean? It's going to be feminine, introspective, reflective, things of that sort and that nature. So really taking that time to just go inward and then also like balancing it with being outside with your yang, talking to people, but then you can also still have that balance between both and doing both. So you could be introspective talking about your yin in a yang way with your, you know, people. So doing that, you know, it's kind of what we do here. It is what we do here. So thank you so much for tuning in, sending so much love to each and every one of you. May this podcast receive to you or you receive it whenever you are supposed to. And uh, thank you to Carmen for coming through and giving her insight and input in a good way. I will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Have a great day.